In Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Let's pray together. Father, may our hearts be open. May our, our thoughts be clear and not distracted, able to hear what you would speak to our lives. And Father, that is what we ask, is that you, by your Holy Spirit, would speak to us through the Scriptures, that you would impact our lives, that you would change our lives, that you would mold, shape us, direct us. For we ask it in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand and, and they'll bring you one. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 3, and remind me if I forget, I'm going to talk about the announcements afterwards, but I really wanted to get right into the things that we are going to be talking about this morning. There are moments in each of our lives that change the direction of our lives. And usually there are only a, a few instances that dramatically affect our lives in great ways. Oh, there's a lot of small things that take place, but there's usually only a few things that really alter the course of our lives that make marks in our lives and forever change who we are. This is one of those moments in Joshua's life, and this scripture and the time of this scripture was actually a moment in my life. About six years ago, I was at a worship conference, and it was a, a tremendous conference. The music was great. You know, you get over a thousand musicians and worship leaders singing together, and it's pretty intense. You got three-part harmonies going on all around you. Everyone's, well, most everyone's singing in key. The musicians were great, the, the teachings were great, and there was one morning where we'd go for devotions and there was a little amphitheater outside and a gentleman named Bud Owens spoke on Joshua chapter 3 and as he spoke on, on these verses, I felt God nudging me, speaking to me and saying, I'm talking to you. And it was one of those pivotal places in my life that God got my attention. And I can only pray that something similar would happen to you. And whether it's not this passage or this moment, that there would be moments like that. Where God would get a hold of you, speak into your life, and give you direction. In this chapter, we, we've talked about in chapter 1 how the Lord told Joshua not to be afraid, not to be discouraged, that he was with him, that he would not leave him, that he would not forsake him, that God encouraged Joshua that he was going before him not to worry about it. We saw last chapter that Joshua sent out two spies to go and check out especially Jericho. 
We saw how for them it was a reconnaissance mission, but for God it was a rescue mission and how he rescued Rahab the harlot and her family. We spoke about that more in depth Thursday night. And when the spies came back, they came back and they told Joshua what Rahab had told them. Rahab said, the whole land is melting with fear because we know that the Lord your God, he is God. Got a text, excuse me. That God is God. And they came back to Joshua because that's exactly what the Lord told Moses. It's what the Lord told Joshua, saying, I will put fear in their hearts. They will not be able to stand against you. And when they came back to Joshua, they said, it's ours. It's confirmation. What God is doing in their hearts is what he has already told us would happen. This belongs to us. They didn't see the walls. They didn't see Jericho and the fortress. They didn't tell Joshua, oh, the king, he's ready for us. He's talking about us. He's looking for us. They're vigilant against us. He went in there and he said, they said, the land belongs to us. And so Joshua is now making preparations and he told them, in three days we're going to be going. And now we've come to the end of that period of time and that's where chapter 3, verse 5 takes place when he says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. If I were to say, who here wants God to do amazing things among you? Anyone? Anyone would like God? What's with you who are not raising your hands? Come on. You don't want God to... We all want amazing things to happen in our lives, but we don't understand what it means to first consecrate ourselves. And the word consecrate means separate Now, they only had one day to do this, one day where they were going to separate themselves so that they could be able to participate in the amazing things that God does among them. And you see, we want the amazing things, but we don't like to consecrate ourselves. And you think, okay, separate ourselves from what? Well, it's not separate yourself so much from what, it's separate yourself for what. In other words, the things you might move away from can be a million things, but the thing you move towards is one thing, and that's the Lord. You might separate yourself from vices, from habits, from attitudes, but you are separating yourself to the Lord. And instead of focusing on what we're separating ourselves from, let's see what we are separating ourselves for. In verse 6, it continues. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant When you reach the edge of Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you. And he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgazites, Amorites, and Jebusites, Gazuntites. (laughs) See... 
The ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand in a heap. Joshua tells the people the marching orders. He tells them what God is going to do going before them. And I love how he says in verse 10, this is how you will know that the living God is among you and he will certainly drive out before you these people. This is how you will know that the living God is among you. The living God. What does that say to you, living God? And the question, I guess, is, do we have the living God? Is your God alive? Is he at work? Does he still work in your lives? Does he still hear and answer your prayers? Does he still give direction to you? Or are you living in a life where I'm, I'm a believer, I believe in Jesus, but that's about the extent of it. I have faith and knowledge, but I don't see God active in my life. There are no amazing things happening in my life. I'm just here. I go to work, I go home, I come to church, and that's about it. I might read my Bible, I might pray, I I do the right things, but God is not showing himself active in my life. I I don't see progress, I don't see amazing things. In fact, it's kind of boring. I'd much rather go to the movies than go to church. I'd much rather, you know, hang out with my friends than, quote, fellowship. I mean, I don't really see amazing things happening. But I would like to. And you see, what Joshua is now doing is he's telling the people, this is what we need to do so that we can see the amazing things happen. Get the people together. Get the one person from each tribe together. They're going to carry the ark. The ark represents the presence of God in the lives of the nation of Israel and those people. And what he's saying is these people are going to take the ark. They are going to go down to the Jordan River. We're going to see in the next verses that it's at flood season. We're going to take this nation, million plus people, up to perhaps three million people, across this river. Why? So that you can see the living God at work. And you see, I think a lot of us have settled for the fact that, well, we're not going to see the living God, not in those kinds of ways, not moving mountains, not moving streams. You know, I believe, but come on, those kinds of things, they used to happen, they don't happen anymore, and our our focus of God gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and so our faith in God doesn't expect a whole lot. And the things that you would like to see God doing in your life, the things you would like to see God doing in your family's life, the things that you want to be a part of, the the vision that you have and what you would desire to do for God, it might be this big, but, you know, your God just seems this big. And I love how Joshua, he makes no bones about it. He hears the report from the spies. It's confirmation to what God has told him to do. 
and he says, let's go. Separate yourselves for God, and tomorrow he's going to do amazing things among you. And then his marching orders say, get these men with the 12 tribes, take the ark, and go and stand in the river. Now, I remember Moses in a similar situation, and there was the Red Sea, and God parted the river, and then they walked through on dry ground. I'm all for that. God, can you do the river thing and then we walk? And God says, no, I want you to go stand in the river. But my feet will get wet. But what if it doesn't happen? Then I'll look like a fool, standing in the river with the ark, waiting. And you see, I think a lot of us see what God would have for our lives, know what God wants of our lives, maybe even have the sense that God wants more of our lives. Maybe it's God wants me to step out, be a part of the women's Bible study or to serve in some capacity or start some area of ministry that has been just kind of on my mind and my heart, but I think I'm not qualified. I I can't do that. I don't know the Bible. I haven't read through the Bible all the way. I don't know all the things that are necessary for this to take place and so we think, I, I can't do that. And I, if, if the waters part, I'll be happy to step into that. If someone says, here's, the, here's what it is you need to do, I'd be happy to step into that and start doing it. But maybe God is telling you, no, I want you to step into the river so that you can see me work. I want you to believe in me. I want you to separate yourself for me. Step into this life of faith. Trust in the living God who is alive, who does amazing things. And see what he will do with you when you step in the river. And I got to tell you, that step is a scary one. It's a terrifying thing. Because it's uncertain what's going to happen. We, We don't know. It goes on and it says in verse 14, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest, yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam, in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off, so that people crossed over opposite Jericho. Now, we read these verses, and it sounds really simple, but you see, this town of Adam that they're talking about in this vicinity is, they think, about 20 miles upstream. It's not like they stepped in and... It dried up 20 miles. It's going to take possibly two hours before the water actually dries up from this location to where they're standing. And so they step in, and and I can imagine, you know, the priest stepping in in the water and just standing there, and their eyes kind of shifting back. You guys, are you with me here? Are your feet wet? Yeah, my feet are wet. 
What do we do now? I don't know. We're supposed to stand here. It's still wet. Your feet's still wet? Yeah, it's been 20 minutes. It's been 30 minutes. And you see, sometimes our lives, we, we step into this place where God is moving us, and we say, God, okay, I'm here. What's going on? I want to hear the microwave bell. Bing! It's done. And 20 minutes goes by, and an hour goes by, and a day goes by, and a year goes by. And we wonder, how long do I have to stand here, God, before I see the amazing things take place that you told me? But when they are faithful, they see the living God faithful. And he works amazing things. And they cross over the Jordan. Why? How? They stepped in to the obedience of God. What do you want to see God do in your lives? Where is God leading you? What is your heart compelling you to do for his sake? What do you feel his spirit ministering to you? What kind of life would you like to lead? What needs to change for that to take place? What directional changes do you need to make so that this life that you feel God is calling you to can happen? Maybe God is telling you, don't wait for the change. Step into it. And believe that the living God will drive out the enemy and will work. In Second Chronicles, the Lord tells Jehoshaphat not to be afraid and discouraged because the battle belongs to God. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We think it's just a physical battle that we're dealing with, but we don't recognize there's something spiritual going on, and there's a spiritual battle taking place in your heart and in my heart and in our lives for how we will live our lives. And a lot of times we just wrestle with it down here, and we think about it as just something that is physical, but it is something that takes place in the heart first, in the spirit first, and it has to be battled by faith. You're not going to step out of this area of just depression or this area of being stagnant by thinking different. I'm just going to stop doing this. You're going to step out of that by believing and trusting in the living God and making the steps that prove what you believe. What you believe and what you care about will show how you live. I was talking to a couple yesterday. And I, it was a marriage, pre-marriage counseling, and we were talking about the situations that they were in. And one of the things that came up is, you will do 
what you want. And you will do what you love. If you love each other, then you will do the things necessary to make that relationship work. But if you love to party, then you will still party. Why? Because it's what you want to do. It's what you have affection for. It's what you love. And so we do what we want. We do what we love. And the problem with us is many times we have not set ourselves apart to love God and to love the things that he has. And so our lives live in this place of, well, I believe and I know it's right, but I don't really love it. I haven't really set my life aside to say, this is the desire of my heart to live after you as the deer pants for the water, so my soul thirsts for you, O God. And we haven't set ourselves in that place. We wonder why nothing amazing happens. Why is there no power? Why does this life just seem boring? Why does it seem dead? And I believe what God is telling us here in Joshua And what he did in Joshua's life is he had gotten a hold of his heart. We saw that in the first verse or the first chapter, how God had separated Joshua long before this event took place. So that when this place took place, when this place, when this event took place, Joshua was ready to step into it. I believe what God wants to do here this morning in some of our hearts, is he wants to consecrate you for himself. He wants you to fall in love with him and the things he has for your life. He wants you to recognize who he is. And when you see him as he is, you will fall in love with him. And as he pulls you to this place where you recognize who he is, where you fall in love with him, then he's going to give you a life and a vision that is going to move you in a direction that is different than where you're at. He's going to separate you for his purposes and he's going to ask you to step into things that you normally would not step in or towards. And it's going to be before the water parts. It's going to be when there's conflict. It's going to be when you have doubts. It's going to be when there's struggles and he's going to say, go here, take this step. And see the living God work. The question is, do we want that? And do we really believe? Is our God the living God who parts waters? Is our God the living God who does amazing things in us and through us and around us? Is our God powerful, worthy to be praised? What's the difference between our God and other religions and what they believe? What's the difference? Is he real? If he's real, what does he have for me? Because I believe right here, right now, God has something for each of us. God has a life for you to live and a work for you to pursue that he has put in your heart. And it differs with the variety of people that we have here. It might be in helping the homeless. It might be going down to Mexico. It might be at work, talking to the people that are there. It might be with your family, with your children. 
It might be with your husband, with your wife. It might be starting a program. It might be, I, I, you fill in the blanks. But from right here, God has a plan for each of us. Scripture says that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that we should walk in them. You were created for something good, that you could walk in it. And you stand at the Jordan right now. And God is asking you, he's asking me, step into that good work. And you might be afraid and say, God, the, the river's there. The feet, my feet will get wet. Part the river and then I'll go through and God says, step into it and I will part the river. Believe in me, I am the living God. Set yourself apart for me. I will do amazing things in your life. I will change the fabric of who you are. I will do things you never thought possible. I will make you who you never thought you could be. I will do amazing things. But step into the river. And so we stand here. And God calls to us, just like he did to Joshua. And he's nudging our hearts. And he's whispering in our ears. And he's confirming thoughts maybe that we've had before. And he's revealing to us what his desires are for our lives. That he has something for us and he says, step. And I know it can be a scary thing. It still terrifies me sometimes to step into these areas. I, I still wonder, okay, God, are you really going to do this? But every time I step, he does amazing things. And the great thing is he does the amazing things in me. He's changing me so that I can hear his voice, so that I can speak to people, so that I can... Re Reveal a relationship that I have with the living God because there's a lot of people out there who want to see amazing things, but they haven't consecrated themselves to the Lord. And I get to share with them those things that God is doing in my heart and the relationship I have with the living God. And you find them being drawn to this and they say, I, I want that relationship. And you say it comes through the person of Jesus Christ. And if you too will separate yourself for him, he'll do the same thing. He will change you. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Behold, old things have passed away. All things become new. And we all want that. Everyone wants to be different than who they are because none of us, if we are truthful and if God is speaking to us, likes who we are and we want to be changed. And God's Spirit is revealing that. He works that. And He will use you to clarify what that means to those who are out there by your example in your life. And so step into the river. Live a life of faith. A life that believes, trusts, and shows the direction that they are to go.
consecrate yourself, separate yourself for God. If you do, tomorrow he will do amazing things among you. I, I get goosebumps thinking about what amazing things God could do. I, I look out here and I think of all you people and where you're coming from, and I think, wow, what could God do if each one of us took that step and set ourselves aside for God? What could he do through all of us, in all of us, and those around us? What could he do? And, and it's staggering to think about. He could change our community, the people, family around us. And as he's doing that, he will find that he's changing you, making you giving you eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart that longs for the things of God. A new heart. All because you consecrated, separated yourself for him, and you had faith in him. And then the battle belongs to him. He will do the rest. Let's pray. Lord, you have told us so many places and so many times to make the right choice that you set before us life and death, blessing and cursing. And then you tell us to choose life that we might live. You tell us that we can't serve two masters. We will either love the one and hate the other or cling to the one and despise the other. We can't serve you and the material things. You have told us not to love this world and the things that are in it. Because all that is in this world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, it's not from you. It's from this world, and it will pass away. But you told us that the one who does your will, they will abide forever. And so we constantly find ourselves at a crossroads of how we are to live our lives and, and what we are to, to do. And, and that step first, that first step is that we are to separate ourselves for you. God, you don't want us to just be named Christians. You want us to belong to you. You want our lives. You want to dwell within us. You want to work in us and through us. You want to do amazing things. But for that to happen, we first need to step towards you, set ourselves aside for you, and have faith. I believe that God is speaking to a lot of us 
in different areas and in different ways. Some of you are here this morning and you have never separated yourself for God. The idea of surrendering yourself to God has seemed foolish to you, but you are aware now that it is the right thing to do. You want the change that God can bring in your life. And you are being drawn by His Spirit to make that change. Some of you here have accepted the Lord and have have made a commitment to Him, but God is pulling you further in, saying, no, you need to separate yourself further to me and love me and allow me to be the passion of your heart, the passion of your life. Some of you are wondering what it is God wants you to do, and there are things that you feel the Lord is leading you into, and God is, is nudging you step into the water. But God is speaking, and we have to respond. We have to make the choice to either say, yes, I'm going to listen, or no, I don't want to listen. And what I want to do this morning, and you know, I don't, I don't do this all the time, but I believe that if you are feeling God nudging you, speaking to you in one of these areas, I want you to stand up and I can pray for you. If God is speaking to you saying, I want you to separate your life from me, would you stand up now? God bless you. And if you're wondering if God is asking more of me, more passion for my heart, my life, I want to pray for you. Or if you're thinking, God, I want to step into that life you want for me. I need to step in the river, but maybe I'm afraid. Stand up and I want to pray for you. Father, you told Joshua that if he would consecrate himself for you, you would do amazing things. Lord, we are asking the same. Lord, we are standing up saying we want to separate ourselves for you in these different areas. And we are asking you, the living God, to go before us. And Lord, if we will trust in you, You've said that you would be faithful. And if we step into that water, Lord, you will part it. And Lord, we are here asking that of you. God, do amazing things among us. Change us. From the inside out, God, make us the men and women you want us to be. We believe in you. We trust in you. We hear your voice, and we will obey. We ask you to do these things in Jesus' name.